Julie and Matt here with another great resource from one of our friends. Parents, do you ever wonder how to teach your little ones about missionaries? Go tell everyone. Nine missionaries who shared the good news shows kids how missionaries throughout history have obeyed Jesus' command to tell everyone. This interactive board book introduces nine different missionaries such as Lottie Moon, Adoniram Judson, and Lilius Trotter. And it tells about the countries where they served. Ultimately, Go Tell Everyone helps kids understand that anyone can tell everyone about Jesus. To learn more, visit GoTellEveryoneBook.com. Again, that's GoTellEveryoneBook.com. You're listening to God's Big Story, a podcast for kids. Every week we teach the Bible, sing the Bible, and talk about what it means with a friend or two. I'm your host, Julie, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean. I'm Sean, hey everybody. Hi, Sean. Today we're gonna talk about how the church is God's family using a story from the Bible. That's right, Julie. Last season, we talked all about the life of Jesus. This season, we've been talking about what happened to Jesus's friends and followers after he went back to heaven. Sean, do you remember what happened when Jesus went back to heaven? Ooh, I do, I do. Um, He sent the Holy Spirit. That's right. Jesus didn't leave his friends alone at all. He sent them a helper, the Holy Spirit, who is God, to be with them and help them wherever they went. Nice, I remembered something. Ooh, I also remembered what we learned last week, Julie. Last week, we learned about how the Holy Spirit helped Peter tell lots of others about Jesus. Can you say Peter? Peter! The Holy Spirit helped Peter tell many others about Jesus. Even more amazing, the Holy Spirit helped over 3,000 people believe in Jesus by giving them new hearts that love and trust him. That is amazing. Well, today we're gonna talk about what all of those people did next and how the early church began. Church! I love church. I go every Sunday and Julie, I gotta tell you, it's the best. I get to see all my friends play cool games and sometimes I even eat a snack. Well, Sean, those are all really fun things, but the church is way more than a place to play games and eat snacks. Technically, the church isn't even a building. Hold on, I'm not so sure about that one. When I go to church, it is definitely in a building. I can tell because of the walls and the ceiling, the the floor, you know, building stuff. You're right, Sean. A lot of times the church meets in a building, but actually a church is a group of people who love and trust Jesus. And the church, you know, with a big capital C, is everyone who has, does, or ever will love and trust Jesus, ever. Whoa, that's a lot of people. So let me get this straight. My church meets in a building, but the building isn't my church? You're you're saying that actually the church is just people. Now you're getting it. Hey, I have an idea that might help us. A guy I know whose whole job it is to plan and build buildings. It's our friend, Jack Hammer. He's a builder. Let's say builder together. Builder. Builder. Hey, yo, did someone say builder? Hey, it's our good friend, Jack. Welcome to the show, Jack. Thanks for having me, Julie and Sean. What can I help you to hammer out today? Well, Julie just told me something that kind of blew my mind. Sean and I were talking about the church and how a church isn't the building we go to, but the people who gather there. You know a lot about buildings, so we thought you might be able to help us figure this out. Of course. Let's keep drilling down on this one, Julie, because that's an important difference. 
A building isn't what makes the church the church. See, I've built a church or two in my day. When we build a church, in a lot of ways, it's just like any other building we build. We draw a plan, we do some digging, and lay a foundation. Then we build it. Really, what we make is just a bunch of nails and screws, wood, and cement. So you're saying a church building is a lot like any other building, like a house or a movie theater. In a lot of ways, yeah. All those things are just buildings. What makes them special isn't so much what they look like on the outside, it's what happens on the inside of them that matters most. See, when I build a house, I build it so it's just right for the family that's going to live there. And when I build a church, I build it specifically so that God's family can worship Him together. Got it. That's why my church has a place where we sing and pray and learn about God together from His Word. Exactly. The churches we gather in come in all different shapes and sizes. So sometimes we build something really big, and other times we build something smaller. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is that we build a place for people who love and trust Jesus to grow in their love for God and for others as they become more like Him. You are constructing some really helpful concepts for us, Jack. But I have yet another question. No offense, but it kind of sounds like we don't even have to have a building to be God's church. Like, way back in the day, did builders even build buildings for Jesus' friends and followers? Yeah, great question, Sean. And no offense taken, because you're totally right. Back then, there wasn't just one place for all of Jesus' followers to get together. Sometimes they would meet together at the temple, and sometimes they would meet in each other's houses. Other times they would just sit around or stand together outside. Remember, the place doesn't matter. What matters is that they gathered as a family to worship Jesus and become more like Him. That's so cool. It's hard to imagine a time when there weren't any church buildings. I mean, in some places, it feels like there are churches everywhere. You're right. In some places, there are church buildings and churches everywhere. Other places, not so much because God, the master builder, is still building His church. But there's only one church, the kind with the big capital C, God's family. You know, I think buildings are cool, but being a part of God's family is way cooler. Mm, Amen, Jack Hammer. Thanks so much for joining us and sharing what you know. Oh, wait, before you leave, I have a construction joke for you. Now, just give me a second because I'm still working on it. Oh, Sean, sounds like you've been working on that one for a long time. (laughs) Well, Sean, I think you nailed it. (laughs) I I hope this has been helpful and you learn even more as you hear today's story from the Bible. Our story today comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's true word. It's from God and about God and it's true. So let's pray and ask God to help us listen and to understand his word. God, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for Jesus, who is the truth. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit, who helps us to understand and believe who you are and what you've done. Amen. The last few weeks, we've been learning about what happened to Jesus' disciples, his friends and followers, after Jesus went back to heaven. He didn't leave them all alone. He sent the Holy Spirit to be with them and help them. Then the Holy Spirit helped Peter tell many other people the good news about Jesus, and they believed too. That's right. That day, the Holy Spirit gave 3,000 people new hearts that loved and trusted Jesus. Every person who has ever loved and trusted Jesus is part of the church. 
on the count of three, say with me, the church. One, two, three. The The church. church. A church is a group of people who love and trust Jesus and spend time together, learning about God, worshiping him, and telling others the good news about Jesus. All of God's children are part of the church. The church is God's family. The Bible tells us that the early church gathered together at the temple, much like we gather in churches today. Let's get an even closer look at this story by reading what the early church did together from the Bible. If you're at home, open up your Bibles with me. Our story today can be found in the New Testament, the book of Acts, chapter two, verses 46 through 47. I'll give you just a moment to find it. Acts 2, 46 to 47. Remember, it's okay to ask for help if you need it. If you don't have a Bible with you right now, that's okay too. You can just listen closely. Okay, is everyone ready? Acts 2, 46 and 47 says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. The church gathered together to learn about and worship God as God's family. God gives his people something amazing, each other, so they can learn about him and worship him together. The church gathered in homes. Have you ever had friends from church come over to your house? They spent lots of time eating together, praying together and worshiping God. Worship is just telling or showing God that you love him too. The church wanted to be together as a family because they all loved God and they also needed one another's help. That's right, Sean. The church helped each other too. If anyone needed help, another person in God's family who had what they needed would help them. They shared what they had and God took care of his people using, well, his people. Finally, the church obeyed Jesus's command to go and tell people from all over the world about him. They told a lot of people from their neighbors to the people in faraway nations, the good news about Jesus and how he came to save sinners. The Bible tells us that more and more people believed in Jesus every day. They became a part of God's family too. God is good to bring us into a family his family. Like the early church, the church today spends time together worshiping God and learning more about him. We wait for Jesus to come back and tell more and more people the good news about him. The church loves God, loves others, and wants them to know that they can be part of God's family too. Hey parents, are you looking for an inspiring read for your little ones? Well, we've got something special for you. Introducing Kids in the Bible, a storybook Bible about God's children. This new book by Caroline Saunders features a collection of 33 captivating stories from the Bible, all centered around kids, just like yours. Ever wondered about the adventures of young Miriam, Samuel, or even a certain young Jesus? Kids in the Bible takes you on a journey through the lives of these remarkable children, showcasing how God's big plans unfold through even the smallest of us. Each story is a treasure trove of courage, faith, and the boundless love of God. Whether it's a young warrior's bravery or a girl who defies death or the miraculous journey of a baby who changed the world forever, there's something for every young heart to connect with. 
so parents, if you want your kids to discover the wonders of the Bible in a fun and engaging way, visit kidsandthebiblebook.com today. Let your little ones be a part of God's special plan to bless the world. You just heard God's word. Let's play a game to see what you've learned. We call it Five Second Fly Through Review. And our friend Jack Hammer is back to play our game with us. Tell us how to play, Mr. Hammer. All right. I'm going to ask you eight questions, and you'll have five seconds to think of the answer. When the timer runs out, let's shout out our answers together and see if you got it right. Okay, everyone. Are you ready? Because here we go. Number one. Everyone who has ever loved and trusted Jesus is called the... Church. Church. Number two. The church is God's... Family. Number three. Who started the church? God did. Number four. What does the church do because God loves them? They They worship worship God. God. Number five, what is worship? Worship Worship is telling telling and and showing showing God God that that you you love love him him too. Number six, what are some ways the church worships together? Listening to and obeying his word. Singing about how good God is. Loving others. And going all over the world to tell everyone the good news about Jesus. Number seven, is God still bringing more and more people into his family? Yes. Yes. Number eight, what is the church waiting for? For For Jesus Jesus to to come come back. back. Make all things new and be with God forever. How did you do? Did you learn something new about God today from the Bible? Or were you reminded of something good or true or beautiful that you already knew? We hope so, but now it's time to live like it's true. This week, ask God to show you and your family one way you can love or serve another family, especially if they're a part of your church family. Share what you have, meet someone's needs, and become a little bit more like Jesus. As we finish our time together, let's worship God through a song that reminds us that God is good to bring everyone who loves and trusts Jesus into his family, the church. God is 
he's always been G-O-O-D will forever be G-O-O-D to you and me Thanks for listening to God's Big Story. Today's story was just one of the stories in the Bible, which is really just one big story about one big God. And if you'd like to read more about the early church, you can turn to Acts 2, 46 and 47 anytime and read it together as a family, maybe over dinner. For more information or details about this show, be sure to check out this episode's description or visit tvcresources.net. And tune in next time to God's Big Story. We'll see you again real soon. Au revoir.